obviously one of the big things that we've talked about has been teaching and passing things on to the community and just sort of like passing on knowledge that you've gained throughout your career at the moment. And are you expanding on that? Is there anything that you want to start doing in terms of actual teaching programs or anything like that? Yeah, 100%. I'm um, after shooting for six years now and shooting with most of the clients that everybody wants. Um, I think I've finally kind of earned the right and the CV to move into more of an educator role. I still want to film. I'm, I'm always going to be doing videography. I'll always be behind the camera. Um, but yeah, I've, I've just found that I have a lot of people that gravitate towards me that um, that need a bit more direction. And I've always played with the kind of the educator role of it for a long time now. But it's only recently that I feel that I've entered the where I've earned the right to do it. And people have told me for years that I should do training and courses and all this kind of stuff. Um, but again, as we talked about earlier, I'm still a bit old school. I'm like hours in, money out, not necessarily just trying to make as much money out of a numbers game as possible. So what I'm doing now in 2021 is moving into the RGO workshops um, where it's actually hands-on with me in the gym environment and in the classroom. But one of the most important pieces of advice I was ever given was your style will develop itself. So there's too many people are asking the wrong questions. They're asking what lens do you use? What color grade do you use? All this kind of crap. But then they're pretending that they've got a business attached to this. And I'm like, the questions you should be asking are how much do I charge? How do I deal with a client that wants changes? How do I structure shoots? How, what, how, how do I think about putting a storyboard together? That is what makes you a successful videographer, not having the latest lens or the latest LUT. That just means you can make shit look cool that doesn't have any purpose. Um, so the workshop has really been born out of a, uh, a long burning desire to set people on the right paths. Um, and I think that everything is, everything is cyclical. We are cyclical in, in business and in emotions and then in our industry is and then in our equipment is. Everything takes around about two to three years before it changes. And we all do. We all just change at different times. And going back to what I said earlier, how, how I learned was way tougher than how people now are learning. And then how you learned was way tougher than how I learned. Um, I think now there's never been a better time to educate. There's never been more experience. There's never been more at my disposal. And the people that are coming into this as new creators have never been in a better position to learn. Um, and I think they've got the right people in front of them to learn, but also to try and help stop this whole running away creator thing as if it's, as, as if it's going to change your life because you've got an, you've got an A7S3. It's business. It doesn't matter what you see on Instagram. There is so much motivation and inspiration out there and there's a lot of emotions. Um, but I think there's a lot of business sense that is being lost. There's a lot of direction that's being lost. Um, and I hope that I can start putting people on the right paths to where they can express their creativity and develop, but they can also make bank and bring a valuable creative solution to the marketplace. When you say that you want to emphasize the business side of things, like for example, like in terms of sort of 
what you charge and things like that. I mean, it's this is very much an industry where like standardized prices are really, I mean, they're existing, they're existing, but that's the kind of thing you sort of find as you go. There's no real sort of like immediate database you can go to for say stuff like standardized prices or sort of standardized contracts you should use. That information is out there, but it's either stuff that, you know, you pick up as you go along or it's people sort of charging reams and reams and reams of money for their versions of it rather than like a basic protocol, like rather than like, you know, say like in fine, you know, if you're working in finance, there's going to be like a code of conduct that everyone's got rather than it just being like someone's variation of that. It's very funny you say that because I said this to one of my creative friends recently. I said, there's nobody fucking moderating any of this. There's no code of conduct. There's nothing. There's just people picking up cameras and making things up and people are falling for it. And then that changes the game for everybody else. And I've even had, I've had creators that I've hired that have sent me T's and C's that say, if I, if I can't attend the shoot, because I'm ill or it's something out of my control, then I still expect to be paid. And I'm like, who the hell taught you that that was okay to put in T's and C's? These are now the people that are running around with different brands shooting. And I'm like, when something happens, this is all going to come crumbling down. Um, so yeah, I think that code of conduct, I think that respect and that business presence is something that will give everybody a little bit of a self-esteem boost and more of a direction so they can be more confident in how they deal with their clients. So sorry, yeah, that was just the two cents. No, no, no need to apologize because that kind of sort of ties into the whole thing, really. It's like not, it's a very unmoderated industry. There's enough kit out there where everyone can break into it ostensibly. But, you know, in terms of the actual training, once you leave uni or once you leave college, you know, there's no kind of like on the work training like you would have in other fields. So is that your goal to try and not necessarily like replace that on like a massive level, but like for like on the small level? Is that the goal to try and replace that and bring some of that into it? Yeah, a hundred percent. I've, I've, I've with the with the marketplace and the research, I've realised that the the only workshops really out there tend to be photography workshops, and the obviously there is videography ones, but the vast majority tend to be photography, and they tend to be the older generation teaching the new generation. And I'm like, well, I'm still in that middle ground where I'm young enough to know what's up but I'm old enough to know what's not up, if you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, the, the, the goal is to, to put something in place for that middle ground of people where they either have finished education but don't know how to break in or they haven't done any education but they want to break in. Um, and something I need to highlight massively is I'm quite, a, I'm quite an emotionally and psychologically driven person. And I found that just knowing that you're not alone is enough to help you get to where you want to be. And I find this constantly when I deal with groups of creators and it's why I do Q and A's instead of answering DMs. Because if I answer one question for one of you, I've just answered it for every single one of you. So if I can get people into the same place and impart with as much as I can of my own experience and the methodologies and understandings that I've built, then I know that I'm arming these people with a greater sense of emotional ability and capability to move into their business relationships. And I think the information that's going out is quite, it's not bad, but I don't think it's healthy from an industry or business standpoint. 
Because if you take the biggest creators that we all know, and I'm not going to name any names, but like the number one and number two creators, if you go and look online at these new courses that they've put out, they've got 16 modules. And then right at the bottom, the very last one is business. And I'm like, are you mental? Are you mental? You're just making money from people that want to learn how to do your lens flares and learn how to do a backflip on top of the Taj Mahal. It ain't going to happen for 99.9% of the people that you are in a position of education over. So why don't you teach them what's actually going to benefit them? And the funny thing is, is if you take an 100% amount of clients, there's only 5% of clients at the top that realize the difference between one video and another. What they care about is what value you bring to the table, how you deal with them, and how much money you make them as a creative solution. They don't give a flying fuck about your lens flares and your color grading. Because like, how many times have, have we been um, either left to the side by a client that we were doing amazing for and then found out they've hired somebody else that isn't as good? Why? Because they were probably cheaper. Why? Because the client doesn't know the difference between an A7S2 footage and a red fucking epic dragon footage or whatever it happens to be. They don't know this. But what people are doing is what sells. It sells. It makes money to sell presets. So then what you do is you coach the generation that presets are what is the difference between being the number one and the number 100. It's not it's answering your DMs in time. It's how you follow up with your clients on how their content paid off for them. It's how you deliver six versions of the same video, all compressed differently, and a folder full of images in a Dropbox folder, instead of just sending them one video on WeTransfer that says video. These are the things that get you to where you want to be. Creativity gets you on the radar, but structure keeps you there and this is what i really want to move with this is really what i want to move with and i think um if if, if you attended a workshop of mine you won't leave with any amazing new editing capabilities um but what i do make sure people leave with is a better understanding of where they're going how they structure their business who their clients are right down to how you deal with the dms and pricing etc so for me, it's a lot more about expanding the emotional capability and the psychological capability of creators instead of just teaching them how to color grade. And it's also playing up to my strengths because I'm not the best at all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I can bring people onto a workshop for me for one day and supercharge their business and their mindset and then how they work in the gym with an athlete on a shoot. And then after that, they can go and spend four times that on a massive editing workshop that somebody will probably sell them online. But that's not what I'm good at. I'm good at creatively doing business. Okay. And I get that you're good at that. But why are you, why is it such a big deal for you? I think that's uh, my question there. I mean, why is it something that's so important to you that you're willing to put the time and effort into setting up your own courses? Because I think if you can help, you should help. And I've been in every single position that every creator is ever going to find themselves in. 
And if I can take what I've learned so that they don't have to go through that, then the industry becomes a better place. Um, from a business perspective, for me, I think I'm also at the, the natural evolution of six years behind the camera. I've done everything that every creator in fitness is ever going to do, but I don't want to be behind the camera for the rest of my life. So I have to think, where is my value? Where, what, where, what can I offer other than videos to people? And then I realized, well, education is what you can offer. And even when it comes to, to price points and charging, this is something for me, the education still needs to be relatively intimate. Like I cap my workshops at like five or six. Um, I only charge how much the attendees would actually charge somebody for a shoot. I don't, you know, I don't want you paying me tens of thousands of pounds a year for mentorship um, because these, there's a lot of things you need to find out for yourself. So from a, from a professional and personal perspective, that's why I want to do it because I believe this is, is, is the next evolution of, of RGL and what I've got to offer. Um, and I'm very creative with the workshops as well. I think with, my, with, um, with the psychology and with the articulation and how I structure things, um, I treat them just as creatively and as impactfully as I do my videos. And that's what I've said all along throughout this podcast is that if your foundations, if the things you do all the time are right, then you don't need to know where you're going. You just need to know that you're on the right path and you won't know that you're there until you get there. In your words, what's sort of specific breakdown for like what the workshops would involve? Well, the idea behind the RGL workshop is how to, how to balance creativity and business. So I take a full day with five to six attendees and break it right down the middle. The AM is classroom theory business. The PM is tangible in the gym with athletes, uh, effectively models. So in the morning, what I want to do is after we move out through the intro, um, I want to go through each of the attendees and find out what their biggest struggles are. Because one of the biggest things I've realized is in fitness, I was the guy who all the coaches went to to film their seminars. And then eventually all the PTs realized that they could be a PT's PT and they wouldn't have to PT anymore. And because I filmed all of these, I've managed to watch their ups and downs and how they deliver it and what becomes more impactful. So that's why I want to start on the business because I want to get people, get their barriers down, find out their biggest obstacles, find out their biggest issues that they have in business. And you always find it's emotional. It's in their own head. And then once you get that out of them, everyone at the table finds out they're in the exact same position. So AM, starting off, moving through the intro, going into business structure, business troubleshooting, overcoming barriers, then into mindset and focus. Then from there, what I want to do is move into client communication and how you actually structure the way you communicate, how you structure your business, your identity, your marketing, who you're pointing yourself at, where you want to be. And one of the biggest issues that people have is the same as what brands do is identity. It's the biggest issue that humans have, identity. What is your business? What do you want to shoot? What, what do you identify as? Um, and then after that, it's on how you deliver your product, what your communication is like, what your methods are, and how you actually deliver the product and get that repeat business, how you retain that client instead of just falling into the trap of being 100 shoots, 150 shoots a year for all different people 
because you're not bothered about business. You're only bothered about doing videos and moving on to the next client instead of retaining the client that will pay you the big bucks a year down the line and you'll then be a part of their brand. So business in the AM and then moving into the PM, we go into the gym. Um, I'll have usually two athletes on the workshops and it will be camera setup, picture profile setups, lenses, equipment, how you actually pick what you're going to use for the shoot and what that tells people about your style, um, location control, shoot structure, and composition planning. Now, all of that is how you position your subject in the real environment, what equipment you use, what machines you put the clients on, how you direct them. Because it's quite funny, like my shoots are often like a PT session and my clients leave being absolutely smashed for an hour and a half. But the way that I get my film is because I position them where I want them and I tell them to move the way I want them to move. But then also I've spent a little bit of time breaking down the barriers so I'm connected with the clients. Um, and that's what the entire afternoon is taken up with is about me showing exactly how I go through the RGL shoot, showing the attendees how to think one step ahead, how they can control their subject, where the light is, where the equipment is, and then letting them do it for themselves. Um, I don't do any editing, quote unquote, on the workshop um, because I think that's its entire own entire own thing. Um, as I say, your style will develop itself. So you can take a couple of, uh, you can take some key tips away from me when it comes to editing and also on the coursework that all the attendees get to take with them. Um, but editing is going to be something possibly further down the line that I'll need to allocate an entire weekend to, man. Um, and then obviously to finish off the entire day, it's a, a no bullshit Q&A. But I usually find that by the time I get to the Q&A, no one has any questions because I've already covered them and everything because I know what our issues are as creators. And we often find out a lot of our issues are our own problems. There are, you know, our insecurities or barriers. Oh, how much do I charge? And oh, how, how do I do this? And how do I do that? And it's just a lack of self-belief, man. But the RGL workshops about putting you in a room in a gym with a, uh, a group of people that are in the exact same position as you and leaving with bulletproof tools and methods so you don't need to keep asking the same questions anymore. And for you, like for you, what are like the big questions that like videographers that are starting off, you know, or the ones that have been in for like just a short amount of time, what are the big questions that tend to come up again and again and again and again? How do I get clients? <laughs> it's always, it's, it's, it's only ever two things. It's either financially related or equipment related. There's, so much information out there on equipment and one thing that creators don't use is we all shoot on the same things we all have the same cameras we all every time someone comments that they're like what camera do you use bro i'm like probably the same one as you bro simple as that it's just i've been using it for six years so i know what all the buttons do um and on the financial side it's always how do i get clients um how do i price and one of the common ones that I get now with Q&As is how do I create better stories, which is quite interesting because I'm finding that the creators are often quite kind of insecure, timid type people, which is why they choose to be behind the camera instead of front of it. But they're like, oh, I saw the campaign that you did, but I don't know how to communicate with the client that well. 
And I'm like, right, well, that started for you 25 years ago. So let's quickly delve into that and figure out where your blocks and your barriers are. So the next time you go into your client relationship, they have more trust in you and you can find out a backstory about them and then create a good script and then create a good video and kind of hopefully get you on the campaign trail. So yeah, that was, that was the biggest, the biggest questions were always, how much do I charge? How do I get new clients and what equipment do you use? In terms of the communication to the client thing, because that just popped in my head right now, is it a case, do you think sometimes it's just a case of not necessarily having like, you know, knowledge in terms of like writing decent emails to client, knowing the knowledge to like write decent emails and knowing how to communicate with them in terms of like writing well-structured emails and really being clear about the thoughts you need to have? Or is it a case of just, I don't have that lack of, I have that lack of confidence and I don't know how to approach it from that perspective because I'm a hired gun. It's both. Um, everything stems from the latter. Everything stems from your confidence. If you don't know how to do briefs and communicate with your clients, it's because you don't have the confidence. If you do, it's because you do. Um, so coaching people and the communication with clients is actually going to be in every aspect because the communication, and this is why I bring up on the TV, I bring up my DMs and my emails because your communication starts right from the point that they inquire with you. If you don't, do not get back to them within an hour, the chances of you getting that client are diminishing hour on hour. Um, and the reason creators find so many problems with shoots, they undercharge, they're overworked, the content isn't what the client really wanted, they don't know what to do, they only paid them 300 quid, but they want seven videos with an entire team of athletes and all this kind of stuff is because the expectations and the deliverables weren't communicated at the start. The, the creator was just overwhelmed with the inquiry to begin with, didn't know how much to charge, picked a number out of their head, and then didn't finalize what the content to be delivered is. Um, so that's one of the biggest parts of communication. It starts right at the start. And then if you take the time to do that, it's like I say, good business follows good business. Then your client realizes that and then says, oh shit, this, this creator's actually on the ball. Um, I even remember when I sent an invoice away to one of my first commercial clients, they were bowled over. They were like, dude, that's such a professional invoice. All the creators that we've used up until now just send us an Excel with a money value on it and an account number and sort code at the bottom. Like it doesn't even have the logo. And I'm like, well, these, these things that only take you five seconds to do can secure you a client for the next year. Um, and in keeping with the theme of communication, it then moves on to how you communicate to the client what they need to do for the shoot. So then it becomes about client adherence. Then it becomes about you and your client are shooting together, not you shooting for them. So you tell them where the location is going to be, what time you need to be there, what they need to wear, how long the shoot's going to run for, and instill in them the feeling of trust that you know what you're doing. Then you've just set up the shoot to go awesomely. All you need to do is when you get there, communicate with them more. Communicate to them on how the shoot's going to go, where you're going to move them around. And then the communication follows through during the shoot, how you coach your client, how you move them around, how you ask them to do different things. Um, and then after that, I don't, know, I don't know how many times I've said the word communication, but it's, it's because you asked. Communication is, is you know, it's, it's the bloodline of life. Um, then the communication continues after the shoot 
and how you deliver the product to the client, how you categorize it, how you label it, how you give them a nice little 60 second voice note speech of how happy you are with the video and, and uh, that you hope they're happy too. So you don't get any changes. So they don't come back to you with changes because you communicated at the start, the expectations. So you don't have any issues with the final product. Um, and yeah, this, this, this is it. People just don't know how to, to communicate enough so that by the time they get 10% of the way through the process, it's all already too much drama. Um, and they didn't go into it with enough confidence to communicate effectively. They just got bowled over by the client, ruined it, and you're going to be doing that for three years until you finally come out the other end, like we have, been battered and bruised by the system. But now that we've had that, we can take these and take it right to the guys that are, have just started and arm them with the best amount of tools so that they can move forward in their business. And just finally, we, in regards to this whole thing, if you have someone who turns up, what do you want them to have gone out of it? What's the most important thing that they could get out of this day session? Confidence. Simple as that. Confidence is the number one thing as a creator that has stopped all of us or caused all of our issues. Even right now, you're sitting here a decade, a decade and a half in, and you'll still look at your own work and go, mm, I'm, not, I'm not confident that that's, that that's good. And then that causes issues with how you create. It causes issues with yourself in your own head. Um, and being a creator is quite a solo job, like a very solo job. You're, even though you might be in a massive team, the buck stops with you. You're not part of an overall process. This entire thing comes down to you. You're part of an overall brand. Um, but the process, the creativity process, the communication, everything is your responsibility. So the biggest thing that I want people to leave with is the confidence in the tools to talk right, to act right, to shoot right, and to actually stop being a victim of all these uh, nuanced, annoying little issues that are massive issues that creators keep coming across. So yeah, I'd probably say confidence, confidence in tools that I want people to leave with. And also, like, not going to lie, you're going to leave with the, the RGL secret sauce of knowing exactly how, how I shoot, exactly how I deal with my clients, exactly what I shoot on, everything apart from the editing process you're going to leave with. Wow. Um, I guess on that note, um, thank you. Thank you very much, Gus. That was, that was very extensive. That was very extensive by a country mile. I'm gonna enjoy the editing all of this. Um, thank you so much for doing this.